The meaning tends to be about the character of our withdrawing partner. That he just doesn't or she just doesn't care about me, recognize what I do. We feel like we do so much, so we're undervalued. And so a lot of that underlying message shows up in our fights. Connecting Connecting couples with with the the real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff, and this is episode five of our series on doing a good repair, the anatomy of a repair. We've talked about what an injury really looks like, what it looks like when there's distress in the relationship, how you get sideways kind of, and what it looks like to start actually coming back and repairing that, trying to fix the fight or really going into some of the deeper meanings around that. We've talked a little bit about um, the steps for a good repair to own your part, to really understand your partner's pain and acknowledge that. We've talked about why I'm sorry isn't good enough. We've talked about whose responsibility is it? Whoever can. And now we're going to really break it down. We feel like it's important in every series to really break down kind of the pursuer's world around this content and the withdrawer's world yeah. around this content. And so this is, we're going to dive in with the pursuer first. I might let you drive the bus a little bit because I think you have a better grasp on it in some ways. Well, uh, on the internal feelings of it, but really your perception of me is usually pretty spot on. What it looks like from the outside is just as important. So those I'll, I'll help. I'm not saying I want to give you the see. space you need. Yeah. So so, so here's the part about, um, I think, understanding and breaking down cycles and emotionally focused therapy is the, the model of therapy that a lot of our Connecting Couples podcast is based on, this idea that some of these deeper feelings that we have send a meaning to our body and that meaning cues this protective behavior that happens. And for a pursuer, that tends to look like criticism, managing the outcome, yeah. Um, anxiety producing behaviors that have high energy, speed, volume, urgency, that tends to be the pursuer side. And so when a fight happens, it increases the pursuer's anxiousness that there is distress in the relationship. And if I don't solve this, this is going to go really, really bad. And so we're asking couples to do a repair when the pursuer's anxiety is heightened. Yeah. It's a hard thing it's hard, to, man. to do. That's a tough thing. I mean, we get, we get to these heightened places and, and it's tough not to, to do what we know to do to protect ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so that, that, that anxiety, that energy is really saying, Hey, fight for you, fight for you, fight for you, you know, clarify that and make, make a, make a good stand here. Yeah. Which ends up actually hurting you. I mean, it ends up taking you out of a relationship and you don't get the thing you need. And, and so it, it really does kind of hijack you in, in some ways, but a huge part of this is just, man, can I recognize that I'm doing it? Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us, um, and this is really true for pursuers or withdrawers, but like we don't recognize uh, that we're doing a protective move. Like our body kind of just takes over our limbic responses that keep us alive, that we, we kind of train these as, in, as ch- in childhood, we learn these things. And then in relationships, we continue to do them. And, and in some ways it's part of what we like about each other. Yeah. I mean, it's why I was attracted to you in some ways. Cause you I had, had energy, this energy you had this, and yeah, this exciting lots urgency, of words and all, yeah. and all those things. And it's probably why you were attracted to me. I'm capable and smart and funny. And, listen, and you listen yeah. well and you're attuned and paying attention. I mean, that, that is how, what attracts us to each other. But in those distressed moments, Man, it really hurts. It, 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 well, <laughs> it our, our best, our best um, defenses, our best attributes are also kind of like the thing we use to kind of get what we need. Yeah. So we end up hurting each other yeah. with 
with our, our best attribute. It's like if you have, you know, it's like Spider-Man, right? Like with great power comes great responsibility. So it's like, for me, if I'm like thinking about it, like if, if you've got words and energy and all this ability to kind of like um, emotionally engage in some way, like critically, uh, then you use that against me in the moments when we get in a bad spot or yeah. I, my ability. And we'll talk about the next time, but like my ability uh, to shut down, I use that ag- against you in yeah. some ways. Um, and not to say that you're using it against, yeah. but it's like, we have to know we're doing it. Yep. If we don't know that we're doing it, we've got nothing. We've got no way to engage with it. So then we so end up missing it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's break down a pursuer's part of a fight, a pursuer's part for a repair, some of the things pursuers get wrong when a repair attempt happens. So first, let's talk about um, if a fight is, I want to say, a pursuer's fault. That's a bad way to say it. But let's say the pursuer's side of a fight often is um, criticism, control, some of the things I've already said, but a lot of times if it isn't a quick cleanup, if there's some residue, if it's a pattern, if there, there are, if there's a deeper meaning, the meaning tends to be about the character of our withdrawing partner that he just doesn't, or she just doesn't care about me, recognize what I do. We feel like we do so much. So we're undervalued. And so a lot of that underlying message shows up in our fights. It yeah. no longer becomes the the dish that we've talked about in all of the episodes and now in this one as well, the dish that you left on the counter and didn't load into the dishwasher. It isn't about the dish anymore. The deeper meaning is you don't care about me. You don't acknowledge the work that I'm doing. And so what we kind of do is we start to, in our mind, the, the message that we hear is attacking our partner's character. Yeah. And that's where we feel like, oh my gosh, my partner has a character flaw here. And if, if I don't tell my partner how to fit that the flaw is there. They can never address it. I mean, it's, I'm doing a service here. So I come to my partner with this critical kind of, Hey, do you recognize you have a flaw? Let's work on the flaw. They feel attacked. Why do I have to apologize that you feel attacked there or that that caused you pain? I'm doing my best to make the relationship better. And so it really is hard for a pursuer to, to acknowledge how that lands in all of this EFT, emotionally focused therapy, in this cycle work, in the acknowledgement of a pursuer's own self in the role. One of the hardest things to do is to be able to remove my intention from how it landed on my partner. It was not my intention. It was not my intention to make you feel like you're getting it wrong or that I don't value you or that there's something wrong with you. My intention is to reveal something that's hurting me so you can stop doing that thing, but it doesn't land that way. And so that's the distinction for a pursuer to really start to recognize what am I apologizing for? What am I contributing for? And what potentially is my responsibility in the cycle that we have? Yeah, I, I, you know, the more we talk about this, the more thoughts I have about it. So I'm I'm like, I try not to like just jump in with a bunch of, of random, rando thoughts, but, uh, (laughs) but, but I do, I think it's such a nasty trap, right? Uh, As a pursuer, I can't talk about my hurt. So what I do is I talk about what you did Yeah, and literally it is, it is a criticism. Mm -hmm. And and so it's like a minute ago you were saying, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, how do I not talk about this thing that's going on inside me, this behavior? I want to help you correct that. And it's like, well, if you wouldn't do the behavior, I wouldn't have to feel this way. And and so it's almost an immediate dismissal of your pain. Yeah. And so 
to recognize the pain, to recognize the hurt is what we're talking hard about. Hard to do. And it's hard, man. It's dangerous to do. It feels so dangerous to It's, it's that to opening your, that. your face mask on an uncharted yeah. planet and thinking your eyeballs are going to get sucked yeah. out of your head like Buzz Lightyear. And so let's say we try to do a repair, even in the repair, a lot of times we'll come in with blame. We talk about if you're in a hold me tight or creative for connection marriage seminar, this is the, in the reviewing the Rocky moment, the important thing is when you review the game tape to watch yourself and the plays you make. And what we tend to do is review the game tape and then bring our partner all the plays they missed. And so that's where we miss this is that even in a repair, let's say we get in in a riff and then Chad comes back and says, Hey, I want to apologize. I recognize how maybe my avoidance or I didn't do a thing for you and or, or I hurt him and he brings his pain forward. A bad response from a pursuer, bad, I don't love the word bad, but a but a hard, it makes it more difficult is if I blame the partner for getting hurt. Right. Well, well I, I, and, and I would say like that, it's not a, it's a bad response, I guess is the right yeah, word, but it, like, yeah. one that doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't sure. take us to connection. It doesn't take us to what are the odds that I'm going to be vulnerable if you tell me I got it wrong and it's my fault? Yeah. Another, like I wouldn't feel this way if I would behave better or so something So that's like one that. way it could go bad is if he, if we try to do a repair and I'm like, well, it's your fault you got hurt because I didn't mean to hurt you. Another one is if I make his pain about me. If I make my partner's pain about me, like if he says to me, hey, I, we, you know, we need to do this repair, you hurt me. And I'm like, well, what about my hurt? I mean, you want me to say I'm sorry to you, but you never say you're sorry. And now all of a sudden I can't, respond to him because uh, I'm now in my own kind of stuff and it's trumping my ability to be a good responder. And so there's this weird thing because it's hard for a pursuer. I don't love this word, but I've learned how to use it in, in EFT is that pursuers are sometimes unsafe, emotionally unsafe, meaning we have a hard time being soft responders being people who can hear your pain and then be tender about it or respond to it, the very energy and excitement we have, it's hard to hold back. Mm. And so we come across loudly saying, I'm sorry, okay, I didn't, you know, and even that doesn't feel safe. Safe is the word that I want to use, but it's... And I want to say withdrawers out there, don't tell your pursuing partner they're not safe. That probably won't won't go. That's got to be a realization that that, that your partner I, uh, a pursuer, am telling other pursuers, FYI, it it might be hard for your withdrawing partner to come forward because you might not be emotionally responsive in a way that's beneficial. Yeah. How's that? Is that a softer way to say that? I I don't, I'm just saying, we don't want to, it's funny because if if I'm the withdrawer and I say, you're, this is one of those times when you're not safe. uh, That's just me criticizing you now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like we've got to, we really, we're thinking about how can I, how can I get to the, to the, to the bond side of this thing? And, and really criticism on by either party or shutdown or anger, like loud anger yeah. withdrawers sometimes can use. But like, I'm, I'm just saying not, none of that's going to take us to where we want to go. No. We've got to find ways to say, hey, what is happening inside me? And then slow that thing down. But but again, I, I know I'm, I'm harping on this, but I think it's really hard to do. It's, it's being able to go, wait a minute, what is this energy? What is this uh, anxious spot in me? What is it connected to? Is yeah. it connected to the hurt? Is it connected to fear of loss or or some sort of question I have about me or you know my value, my worth? Um, or is it connected to something else? I mean, and I would say most of the time it's it's those places with pursuers. It's this sense of like 
I'm not valuable. I'm not wanted. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be dismissed. I'm going to be not liked. I'm doing everything I yeah. can, and it still seems not enough. That makes me feel inadequate. You know, all of those Which, things. Look, it, it, it's both sides of that. Yeah. I feel inadequate, so I need to do more. But when I do more, then I'm too much, mm. right? Ugh, that's a nasty place. That's exactly right. That's a nasty place to be, though. And so a lot of times it's like, I feel inadequate, so I need to tell you, and then this is how it gets sideways. So yeah. I'm going to tell you, hey, I need you to do these things. Because I feel inadequate, so I'm going to need you to kind of step it up just a bit so that I can feel a little bit better and maybe our team's going to work. Yeah. Well, then when I do that, that comes across as criticism. And, and that ends up putting you, the withdrawer, in a defensive place. Yeah. Well, then you go away. And what does that tell me? That I'm not worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm too much and I'm inadequate. Blah! And that means I'm yeah. not worth fighting for. I'm not worth staying with. I'm not worth – and that's just such a nasty bind that I think – pursuers get stuck in. Absolutely. There's another tricky thing that happens when we try to do a repair that really hits the pursuer hard is that withdrawers are known for not bringing their pain forward. So in the last episode, we talked briefly about whose responsibility is it to bring their pain forward. And in order to, you know, when we talked really about the anatomy of a good repair, it's that the wounded partner has to bring their pain forward. Well, withdrawers kind of have a deep belief that it's not beneficial for me to bring this pain forward. Maybe my pursuer won't respond anyway. And so we often as pursuers don't really understand the impact we're having on our withdrawer. We don't get how much we're hurting them. And if a withdrawer was, were to be brave enough or have enough courage to take that vulnerable step and bring that forward, chances are we couldn't take it in anyway. And we would just attack back, shutting down that yeah. vulnerability. So this is a really hard thing to navigate around a pursuer being able to say, oh, I recognize that I hurt you. I recognize that I did a thing. I recognize that my anxiety does affect you this way or my controlling affects you this way or that I'm part of the cause of the with, the withdrawal that you do. Man, this, this is all hard to see my yeah. side of it so that I can, all of this is about a repair. If I can own my side of this cycle, we can have a deeper bond. Owning my side of the cycle as a pursuer is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, well, and I, I think- um, a lot of times I think a pursuit, it works. Pursuit works sometimes. Um, and, and now you can yeah. get, you can get some form of apology, but even the, the apology or, or the thing that you get sometimes, um, if you have been hurt by a withdrawer, it, it's, it's kind of a placating. You won't get the apology. You won't get it responded to the deeper need. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, man, even, even your good attempt, it gets you something. It gets you more than a withdrawer gets, um, or is able to get with their tactic. But, but it's still not the thing you want. Yeah. It's still not the thing that, that really meets the need inside you. So it's such a nasty, nasty trap. You know, I think sometimes I talk to pursuers who have pushed in, pushed in, pushed in, and then they finally get the withdrawer to show some sort of pain or empathy at some level. But it's like, it's like, oh, well, now I get to see some, okay, there's something in there. They do feel something, right? Um, which is better than nothing, but but at the same time, it kind of leaves you like believing bad things about them and then believing bad things about you. And they can't really, the withdrawer can't really respond yeah. in a way because they're, they're pissed or ticked off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to say words, but they're ticked off in that, in that, in that way. And, and you're ticked off in that way. And neither one of them can, can do um, what they need to do to show up for each other. Let's say if we were to really kind of break this down, kind of, not on a timeline, but maybe, maybe on a timeline, yeah. what would you say is like a really good first very initial step 
to starting to shift the ability for couples to have better repairs around rifts, even the minor ones. I mean, we can get into the major ones. If you can do the minor ones good, then the major ones start to become a little bit easier because you at least know the, the necessary parts of the repair or the apology. But if in, let's say a couple is new at this, they're listening to our podcast, they're like, we want to try to fix our fights better. What is a good first step for a pursuer to help with this process? When you said that, I thought you meant like help the withdrawal. I'm like, that's not what she means. Uh, what you're saying is how, how could this pursuer, how could you um, in this scenario uh, start to change what you're doing? And I think it's to say something like this. I, something happened inside. So you have to acknowledge something yeah. happened inside me just now. My body's telling me something big, right? Like kind of acknowledging it. Yeah. And then, and then saying, I'm going to try I'm going to try to, to understand this and talk to you about it if you, if you can. Yeah. Right? We kind of both have to be on the same page. If you don't have an engaged withdrawer, if your withdrawer isn't really in the fight, you don't have a lot of moves you can make. Yeah, yeah. Which is not, that's not fair to a pursuer. No. And I'll, I'll, you know what? And you can't, you can lead a horse to water kind of thing. Yeah. But, but, but for you guys, if you can just say, hey, this is the place I'm at. If we can start to pull back from the initial, um, uh, criticism Intense, is what I'll call it, intensity. that anxiousness, yeah. right? If you can pull back from that and recognize it and then say, I'm going to try to have a conversation around hurt. It may come out anxious. I'm afraid that it's going to be overwhelming. Are you in a place where you could stay with me? Man, I think that's a great step. We talked about this in the Staying Tuned In series that we did, that in Chad and I's relationship, when this was really starting to download for us, the the vocabulary or the wording around our conversation is I would say there's a part in me that wants to trump drama. My, my dad plays cards a lot, and so I learned about trump cards when I was very little, which trumps to play <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I recognize that I want to play this hand of of urgency, volume, intensity, and I can feel it coming on. And so, so my vocabulary around this was to say to Chad, this is me trying to make the half step and not jump right to the criticism or the control is to say, I feel in my body, I want to trump some drama because I know if I do, I can get you to respond to the drama. That's great, Angela. Actually, I want you to say like, uh, so what you just answered your question, it's like, um, and I think you said it better than me. That's weird. But no, I mean, you did say it better than me. It's like a half step. Yeah. Take a half step with that. See if you can break the big step into half steps. And then if you can talk about the half step, oh, this is, oh, that's that place. This is anxious. And this is where I'm going to, I'm about to do that thing. And I don't want to do that thing. And here's the no. amazing thing that happens when you can take the half, half step. If I give to Chad the the sentence that says, something in my body is telling me to make this more urgent, both him and I don't want it to go to the next level. He he doesn't want to get to the place where I'm criticizing him and trying to control him. He he doesn't want to get there any more than I want to get there. I'm like, should I leave now or should I wait till we get there? No, I'm kidding. And so if I say to him, I can feel it coming on, help me, then then that is a, a move that that is a blessing to the withdrawer to go, yeah. oh wait a minute, okay. I appreciate you're telling me that there's a heart in the cooler that you're tossing me and it's not just a cold beverage. Uh, I'm gonna try to okay. catch it. Okay. So then he can yeah. say, Man, I don't want I don't want you to feel like you have to add urgency to this. What is it that's going on for you? How can I respond it, uh, respond to it in a different way? And so, so that's the pursuer side of it. There, it's really there are lots yeah. of layers to this. It's not as easy as we're saying it is. Again, we we say that these are ninja moves all the time for a couple. But if you, as a pursuer, can start to acknowledge 
what you do and how it affects your partner in a way that you can own some of it and be responsible to your partner for, for the messages that you're sending. It's a very, uh, the very topic of our last series was, uh, you know, the message you're sending, is it clear? And so to be able to say, Hey, I recognize my part and I want to do a repair, but in order to do that, I have to see the part that I play. That's what we're asking pursuers to do. So I want to do the connect point real quick. And, and I love what you said with the half step, but, but I would love for you as, as pursuers this week to take a moment and, and sit down with your withdrawer. Um, if you can catch them, I know they run quick, but uh, sit down with your withdrawer and, and talk about the half step or talk about maybe maybe the, the quarter steps or eighth steps, the, 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 the multiple steps that go through your heart before you get to the criticism, anxious before we get energy. to the anxious, you left that blade on the dead head. Like before we get there, let's talk about all the steps in between that and, and what's going on in your heart and, and kind of the messages you're getting around your own pain, yeah. right? Take some half steps, take some quarter steps. Take, give me give me four to eight, eight reasons or things, not just reasons, but feelings, emotions, kind of beliefs, maybe even about yourself um, that you're feeling in that moment. If you can do that, you will build security so that in the next fight, your body will go, wait a minute, he does matter or she does matter. And we can, we can repair this because we're starting to have experiences of the repair. If you've practiced saying it, you might be able to do it in the real, Absolutely. The real event. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Check back with us next week when we're going to really dive into the withdrawer side of a repair. Thanks so much. Thanks.